the best in this sport. Whether you like it or not, learn to love it because it's the best thing going today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Georgia Player Section with Tavares King, no Sean Marino. I'm Blaine Gilmer. Cheers, fellas. Cheers. Got a little, a little tea here. What you drinking over there, no Sean? Yeah, big glass of that. A big glass of that, of that wine I was drinking the last time. What is it called? <laughs> I forget, but it's delicious. He's done forgot. He, he don't even know what it is over there, TK. What, what, you just got going a little agua, or you got something a little stronger there, TK? We can't hear you, man. Oh, uh, here we go again. Here we go again. I said, I said, you think this water play, boy? This ain't water play, boy. <laughs> hey, you gotta, you gotta make it look like that for when the the three year old runs in the room, though, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know how that goes. That's what it is. That's we what it is. Do. We hope everybody is having a wonderful Wednesday evening. Here we are live on UGASports.com's YouTube channel. We will be joined later in the show uh, by another. Georgia great. We're, we have two Georgia greats here with us each and every week in Tavares and Noshan. But, uh, you know, we got another one in Muhammad Massaqua coming in to be a guest with us tonight. He will join us a little bit later. He has an event he's taking care of. TK, Noshan, I know he's going to be on here in a little bit, but just tell us uh, in terms of your what you're looking forward to about talking to, to Muhammad and, and uh, kind of your experience with him as a dog. Man, just uh, I mean, I, obviously, every every I think he's a a dog fan favorite. Um, he's he's somebody that everybody loved. Wore that wore that sp- special number one as well. Um, but just for me personally, when I came in, he was he was big bro. Like uh, he was he was big bro, bro. Uh, he took me under his wing, myself and AJ Green. So so uh, he's somebody that I look up to looked up to as a player. But uh, you know, even now, um from a mentor perspective and business um, he does phenomenal. We'll, we'll hear, hear about it a little bit later. Um, but just even now, just um, still, still, still big bro. You know what I'm saying? So uh, DGD all the way through. And, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm still wondering, I, I, I gotta ask him if he F with you still, no Sean. Oh man, listen, that's the thing. I don't, I don't F with him, man. <laughs> you know, man. I'm just excited that he's on, you know what I'm saying? And my phone's doing a little, Little boomerang, you know how that goes. Getting some content, yeah. yeah you know, do a little boomerang action. I should get some content. Yeah, let's do that. But, uh, yeah, I'm just excited to you know hear from Mo. You know, uh, we always mess around with each other about how I don't mess with him. You know what I mean? And if it wasn't for TK, I don't mess with him. But now nah, he's a brother, um, so it's just excited to have him on. See what he's up to lately. See what his thoughts on the dogs and some other other teams. You know, possibly. But it's just good to have a, another great dog on. Absolutely. So. We have a lot of people in here with us already. Rhett Womack, thank you for joining, sir. Tim Collins and Diane Collins are in here. Uh, Andy Stowe, you know, Andy, I, I gotta, I'll have to catch up on Dynamite tonight, man. It's the go-home show before uh, Forbidden Doors, so that's going to be that's gonna be a big thing. Uh, Kevin Spell's in here. We got Aaron in here with us. Uh, so a lot of people, some of our regulars. Of course, Unk is in here, guys. Say hello to Alex Page. Yes, of sir. Course. Uh, we got we got to have Alex just come on and and impart his football knowledge on us again sometime. That draft special we had the other night was a lot of fun. Chris Taylor <laughs> is in here, so uh, a lot of a lot of stuff uh, going on. Low Country Dog. So y'all do us a favor, like, uh, subscribe if you hadn't already, and share with your friends. Go ahead and post it on social media. Tell them we're live right now, and we're gonna have a dog great join us as a guest here pretty soon but guys speaking of a dog great you text me early this morning tk when i posted the the news of uh of dylan raola uh transferring across the country from arizona to buford high school right up the road from you tk right down the road from me and it is a big deal uh over there when the number one prospect who's committed to georgia now isn't going to be just an hour away from georgia just talk about what what you think that means in terms of for this fall and everything else. Man, I think it's, I mean, it, this the landscape of football is is crazy. Obviously, for kids to be coming from across the country to their to the state that they're going to be playing school, uh, 
college ball in. Um, it's just crazy, but um, that's the that's the that's what that's the business we in now. Um, and like he going to a phenomenal school uh, in Buford, so I'm excited. Obviously, I I'm sure you and I will be at a, a, a bunch of those games <laughs> live on live on location. Georgia yeah. players section on location. No Sean gonna fly out for one. Yeah, for 100 percent live on location for sure. But I'm excited to obviously see him. Um, you kind of you kind of knew a little inside scoop. You probably should have just dropped on here. We should have went live with that thing on here, Blaine. We should have just dropped, Listen, dropped it. You got to protect. You got to protect the sources. That's that's the that's that's one thing. You, so you, people tell you something. It. You gotta you gotta protect the wishes of, of people. But no, Sean. You know you've obviously played. It's so funny how history kind of repeats itself. You're talking about number one recruit in the country at quarterback who played under Mike Bobo. Well, now Georgia is getting a number one quarterback that's going to play under Mike Bobo. And, oh, by the way, Stafford, that previous one, him and Dom Raola played with on the Lions together for years and are really good friends. I mean, how crazy is – this is just a small world. It is, man. That's berserk, man. It's, it's awesome, man. It's awesome but to finally, you know, get a another number one quarterback. You know, it's been a little bit. Uh, right, I feel like it's been a little bit since we had one. Um, we had some good quarterbacks now, some top ones. Um, but no one, you know, there y'all go. I'm just saying, no, mean, no, <laughs> don't, don't even, don't even, don't even bring, don't even bring him up. But anyway, I'm talking oh, I would, about, I was just I was gonna talk about Sony Michelle signing with the Rams again. I wasn't uh, even oh, talking yeah. about that other Ram. I like that as well. I like that as well, but nah, it, it's great to see it, right? And that's just gonna compel, uh, um, catapult us to that next level that we really need. And um, especially when he gets, you know, underneath Kirby and the staff and it gets to work with him a little bit, who knows? He's, I don't think he'll play this year, right? I mean, he'll probably get a couple well, of little snaps, right? Well, he's a he's a senior. He's next year. Future, remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, senior the next year, right? So then, okay. Well, sh- yeah, he, hey. He's going to be wide he's, open, probably. Gonna, yeah, that's what I'm trying to think. It's probably going to be wide open at that time. But it's just good to get another type of crew that's going to attract other – um, players, you know, other receivers, other offensive linemen, things of that nature. So just love to see it. Yeah, and all kinds of stuff's going on with Georgia football recruiting. Uh, right before we came on, a kid committed, uh, uh, Quintavious Johnson. He's from Mays, uh, Mays High School down in Atlanta, so he just committed. So we had all this kind of stuff going on. It's cra- crazy how uh, fast-paced it is for Georgia right now and uh, also on the recruiting front no shot I wanted to ask you what what do you what are you guys feeding them up there in New Jersey another big <laughs> one another big guy and when I say big an offensive lineman named Nair Daniels from Bergen uh Catholic okay. up there <laughs> he he visited this week he visited, visited this past week guess what this dude measured in at let me see he about 6'6 six, six, uh 317 try 68 370. 6'8, 370 offensive tackle. Hey, listen, listen, though, Blaine. You said something because if you go look at, look at, no sign got a picture in his office, I think, running track, right? The picture, son, is crazy. Like, he looked like he, uh oh, 30. But, but yeah, they eating different up there in in New Jersey, son. I don't know. I don't know. We lost a guy. Yeah. Lost no shot here, so we'll we'll carry. Oh, there he is. What happened, man? <laughs> my fault. My fault. I, oh, look, my shit is all messed up. I, I must have hit a plug. Let me get it right. Let me get it right. <laughs> yeah, you just look a little faded. A little faded oh, yeah. out. Oh, yeah. I, I, faded knew you drink, I knew you was drinking wine, but it's I didn't know you were faded hey. that quick. You know, I'm back. I'm back now. What you, you know, so what you, what you had a filter on? Nah, that's just um. That was just the camera, regular camera for the computer. So I, I got it on that El Gato or something like that. Oh, I got you. Check your audio. The mic, the mic is a little messed up too. So ch- check your settings oh, on that. All right, all right. Here we go. We've already, we've already had an an eventful evening here. So we've talked about Dylan Rowler coming on um, to Buford. That's going to be an interesting, interesting aspect of things. Now, guys, last week. Uh, we had to pre-record our show because of some conflicts and stuff, but we talked about the schedules uh, for some for some SEC teams out there. We went with Alabama and Florida right off the bat, a spirited debate on some of the stuff, but we we started looking a little bit at that Florida schedule and like, where are the wins? 
But now we're going to look at two teams that I think are interested as well. So until Muhammad Massaqua joins us a little bit, uh, probably probably around nine o'clock, he's going to hop on with us. He had a, had an event uh, going on that that he had to take care of. But um, we're going to start right here. Let me change our screen, and we're going to have throw the Auburn schedule up here. So, guys, the the Deep South's oldest rivalry. Uh, kind of going to be coming to an end in terms of a every year thing when it comes to Georgia and Auburn. Um, Saturday, September 30th, you guys were heavily involved in in those those big time uh, rivalry games. Before we break down Auburn's schedule, just talk about that aspect of it. Of hey, you're going to be losing in twenty in 2024. Some of these constant rivalries, maybe, but. Man, uh, you know what? What does that what does that rivalry mean to you guys? Having played for Georgia, uh, I mean, for me, it was always obviously Deep South oldest. You know that going into it, but it was always one that that kind of was was huge for both both squads going into it. The game towards the end of the year, they were always pretty good. Um, we were always pretty good, so it it kind of had big implications um, for us either way. So. Um, yeah, man, it was, it was, it was one that you wanted to win. Uh, you know, uh, Auburn's just right there on the line of Georgia. So a lot of those guys wanted to come to Georgia, you know what I'm saying? Things like that. So they had that chip on their shoulder as well. So it was, it was a chippy game. It was a fun game to be a part of. So it'll be a, it'll be, um, it'll be a tough one to, to, to lose, I think, um, from a yearly standpoint. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, Sean, what? Wait, what do you what do you think? You were you were part of that uh, the blackout game. What is your memories from the blackout? We'll ask uh, Mohammed about that too. He was part of that. Ooh, can you hear me though? Am I all right? All the other straight? Yeah, yeah, you're good. I bet. No, yeah. Uh, you know, I got introduced to all these rivalries pretty quickly. You know, I didn't know too much about any of these rivalries um, coming down south. You know, coming from New Jersey. You know, I was just I was just coming to a great school, great people that you know I loved. You know, I was like I love it down here. You know, I didn't really know the um, how big each each every one of these rivalries are, right? So I mean, um, it's just another one of those games where you got to go out there and represent for the G, you know. And you talk, you spoke about that uh, that blackout game, and it was a amazing atmosphere. You know, we come out of the tunnel, we got regular jerseys on, um, regular. I think we had the regular whites on, and then we come out, you know, for the game, and everyone is going berserk because we got them blacks on. You know, what I'm saying absolutely. Yeah, before then, we didn't pull out the blacks for years. You know, so it was years since Georgia pulled out the blacks. So when we did that, man, that that just electrified the, the crowd, man. It gave us energy, and then they had that soldier boy playing. Yeah. It was new back then. It, it was new. They, it they was the thing to do. I remember I remember where I was. I was at that game. I was sitting in the stadium and I remember watching this man over here jumping up and down on the on the bleachers, oh, dancing yeah. uh, on the on the on the sideline with a towel hyping people up over there. So Noshan was trying to get Sanford rocking that oh, night. Yeah. So it was great, man. So with all that said, let's talk about this Auburn team that's going to be in front of us because we listen. We on Georgia players section that SEC is a different color for a different reason because we cover not just Georgia but all the other teams, and it all ties into Georgia eventually because hey, only one one team wins the SEC, right? So uh, we're talking here about these opening three games. If Hugh Freeze can't get it done in these opening three games, guys, it could be a little. Could be a little rough, TK. Uh, you gotta you gotta take care of business. Even even going out to Cal, which is a long way out there, but Cal was absolutely terrible last year. They were in fact the only team I think that lost to Colorado. So <laughs> yeah. uh, those first three games uh, are pretty. They those got to be wins, right? Yeah, I think I think those are games that that are easy wins. And first of all, I gotta talk about that minute man. I don't want to. I, I would never want to be a minute man. Um, uh, you can't get. I can't give him that. Uh, bad, bad omen. Yeah, I can't give him that right there. But then, but yeah, three, <laughs> three of those games, bro. Those first three games got to be wins. I think then you, then you go uh, to Kyle Field, and I think that's a test for 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 both of them. I think I think I think that might be the first test for both of those teams. I, well, right? What's Texas A? Who's Texas A? Who got early? 
Taysom plays Miami, I think, in week That's three. It. So, and they got to go to Miami. So that is that is probably something. I think. Uh, let me let me double check Texas A and M's uh, schedule here. But I think if that is the case, where Texas A and M is coming off of a game against Miami on the road, and mm-hmm. then they get Auburn coming into town, um, that could be that could be a tough turnaround there. No, Sean. Oh, it sure can be. Um, but at the same time, man, I mean. I think that's something that they can get by. I, I feel like both teams last year. Actually, actually, excuse me. That's week two, no, Sean. So, so September 9th mm-hmm. is when Texas A&M, the same week that Auburn is playing Cal, Texas A&M will play Miami at Miami. Then they will get Louisiana Monroe at home the yeah. week before Auburn. So they get a cupcake just like yeah, Auburn did cupcake in Stanford. So it, it kind of balances out there. Yeah, and I mean they. Possibly both can uh, – I don't know about Texas a and being undefeated at that point. I mean, Miami. Um, they would have New Mexico at home, home at Miami, ULM at home. So, I think yeah. there's a good shot because, listen, Miami got drubbed by uh, Middle Tennessee State last year. So, okay. so, they got a long way to go, those guys down at the U. So, I mean, it'll be an exciting game. You know, um, we're going to see. I mean, that's that's going to be that, that, that test. Like we all been saying, that's going to be the test that – both teams are going to be walking into, and then it's going to get easier for Auburn going into Georgia the week after. So, uh, Tim, 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 me too, Tim. Tim. Me too, Tim. Tim Collins says he hopes Auburn beats AM. Tell us why in the comments here, here Tim. We'd like to like me, to know that. Uh, you, just too, hope uh, a, you just hope it's a big, big time game between Georgia yeah. and just add add to it to undefeated teams down there in Jordan Hare Stadium. That would be crazy, guys, if it's two, you know, Georgia and Auburn undefeated. Uh, going in there, we know that place is loud. Auburn is loud, loud. Yeah, yeah. They, they be on top of you in Auburn for sure. Um, and if it's a night game, I feel like they be blending in out there. <laughs> yeah, that'd be so dark. But, it, it is uh, dark in that right. It'd be a little dark. It must be. Look what Jody has your girl said. He said, I hope they somehow both lose. He's talking about Auburn <laughs> and Texas A&M. So, uh, no love lost there between Jody as your girl and those two teams from the West. So, they get Georgia before the bye. I think that at best you're looking, TK, four and one. Yeah. Um, and that's one sexy. Going, coming from the season that they had last year and all the hiccups, I mean – if they can do that, especially, you know, who's well, going to be their quarterback? Is it going to be Ashford? Who's going to be? What, I mean, what? Didn't they have that, that weak-ass schedule last year kind of early? They had a lot of home games, I thought. Didn't they have like a home Yeah, they, they had five home games to start off with last year. So. Yeah, so they, they looked like that last year going into it. So mm-hmm. I can't give it to them. They got Peyton Thorne, a uh, transfer from uh, Michigan State. That's probably – I mean, I just don't see how that guy comes in to hold a clipboard when he's already taking a team to a New Year's Six bowl game with Mel Tucker and them two years ago. Uh, Mel Tucker, of course, used to be the defensive coordinator at Georgia under Kirby Smart and, you know, went and did his thing up there at Michigan State. That first year really turned turned it around, or second year, I think, there with his, his program. So, hmm. now it's interesting – to see, okay, that is two tough games sandwiched around that bye. So they are very lucky of when that bye comes because there's, it's, that's two physical games. Yeah. But then, guys, if you look at the second half of that schedule, they get Ole Miss at home, Mississippi State at home, mm-hmm. on the road at Vanderbilt, which I think Auburn and Vanderbilt, you know, I, I think Auburn has better talent right now than Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. I thought you were about to say something crazy. Okay, mm-hmm. they gotta go. They gotta go on the road to Arkansas. That's tough. But then they get the they get New Mexico State. But then they get all, uh, Alabama, the Iron Bowl, in Jordan Hare Stadium. Guys, we know crazy stuff happens in the Iron Bowl, especially in Jordan Hare Stadium. With what Alabama's gone through this offseason and things like that, by that time, do you think this Hugh Freeze team will be different than they are in the beginning of the season, especially if they've racked up some wins early? Yeah, I mean, obviously, winning games breeds confidence, um, for sure. So I think if they if they they're four and one going into the bye, play play well against LSU, maybe beat you know Mississippi State, Ole Miss, split with them. <clears throat> Definitely think they're gonna beat Vanderbilt as well in in Nashville. I think that Arkansas game may be a test, but I, I man, yeah. Getting to that to that Bama game, I think, like you said, we've seen we've seen it happen to us. We've seen it happen to them. Um, 
anything can happen down there. So, and we don't, and we don't know what what Bama's going to look like either. Like we don't have no. Well, we don't know who the quarterback's going to be. We know what their defense. We don't. Their defense going to be pretty sporty. Uh, I think with with what they have have returned and what they added, but I I don't know. No, Sean, I don't. I don't think any of us know what Alabama's offense is going to look like because we don't know what Tommy Reese is really going to have. What. How much is Nick Saban going to let Tommy Reese do what Tommy Reese wants to do, and how much is it going to be okay? You're going to run Alabama's system and and mm-hmm. uh, just kind of get used to it. I don't know. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I can agree with you. But at the same time, and I mean, you, when you're looking at this game and this um, schedule, it's all at the end of the season, man. They, they're going to be well oiled machine by that time. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I, I don't know. What is it going to look like offensively? But you know they're going to have something up their sleeve, and they're going to get it done. That's what they do. That's what they're known for doing over there at Alabama. So um, if it, if it's you know Milrow, if it's Simpson, who who you know who really Buckner cares from Notre Dame, I mean, right? They'll, they'll get it done. But um, I'll tell you what, I know we don't. You can't put a lot of stock in into the uh, those spring games. You know what I mean? But bro, I, it was a sloppy day. In Auburn, out there, um, but man, they didn't, they didn't show nothing, man. I mean, both sides of the ball looked sloppy um, schematically, you know. Um, so hopefully they correct that, get their quarterback situation um, handled, and then they can kind of make a run. Because if they don't get that together, I, shoot, I, I don't know. After that bye week, man, they could kind of go down here. I think Ole Miss will be a tough game. At Mississippi State, I, I still love them. You know, I love my guy over there. Um, that'd be a tough one. And then, like you say, I mean, the Vanderbilt, they should get that one. Arkansas, though, I don't mm-hmm. think that's a cupcake game, Mm-mm. you know. So I think the second half of their season is definitely a, a stretch. Um, they're going to have to, after that bye week, and, uh, get their stuff together to go on a, a long journey. So looking at this, TK, just with what we've talked about, and then we'll move on to the to the Florida yeah. one because we're going to have Mo coming on for too long. What's your if you had if you were Vegas right now and you had to place an over under on uh, Auburn's wins in twenty twenty three? Let's go. What, what, we, what we're looking at here? This what we talking about? Let me see. Let me take a look. I, I would say I think I think they're going to go. I was just doing that, looking at that. I think I think they're going to go seven and five, maybe. So yeah. I can I, I so so you think the over under would uh, no good over under would be seven and a half yeah yeah seven and a half over under um yeah I just can't see them winning more than or, or I can't see them really losing more than five games on this on this schedule yeah it, it, I mean I don't know you got to look hard I, but I mean we also we're giving a lot of credit I think TK to so, Hugh Freeze based off what he's getting in the past. exactly what y'all doing. <laughs> Hundred percent. Yeah, I am. I am. I figure. I, I mean, hopefully they can get it figured out at the mm-hmm. at the queue, and then you got uh, Buddy in the backfield. That's pretty nice. What's my man name? Um, I'm thinking Tank, but it was his counterpart. Uh, uh, Jarquez Hunter, but yeah. there's a lot up in the air with that because oh. of a certain. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Video. Yeah, little video. Yeah, yeah. We're trying to. It was the, it was Auburn Auburn going wild over there. You know, we we got got keep that. <laughs> Yeah, watch out for that. Uh, so he, so who knows? Who knows what will happen there? But Damari Austin is a guy from uh, from, OnlyFans. From Woodward. I say you got to put that on the OnlyFans, my boy. <laughs> yeah, I don't think the NCAA and SEC don't they, they they frown upon those kind of things. It's like George Seinfeld on Seinfeld. He's like, was that frowned upon? Because if I'd have known that kind of thing was not, yeah, was I, not, know I couldn't I do this. this. Yeah, wait a minute. If I had known, I would not have done such thing. No, no so Sean, what you think? Over under seven and a half. Oh, definitely. I'm, I'm going under. You already know I'm going under. Stop playing games with me. Um, what do y'all? I mean, playing. I'm going under, bro. I see. I see. Okay, maybe five for sure. A couple of these are toss ups, man. A couple. I mean, you don't wish no, you know, no injuries on them. But one injury away, man, they could lose some of these games, man. I mean. At Arkansas, I'm looking at even at Texas A&M. Texas A&M early could be iffy, um, but I'm, so I'm putting them under. I'm putting them around six, six and a half. Yeah, I can see. It I ain't mad way. at that. I ain't mad at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think they're. That. I think their floor, if they absolutely played awful in a couple of those swing games, is probably five wins. I think their ceiling's probably eight wins. 
So okay. I, I think that's okay. I think that's the the range you're looking Eight, at for uh, Auburn. One, two, three, four. Well, I'm talking if you upset Alabama at the end, you that know, in a crazy game or something. I was looking. I had to count those out. Hold on now. But you, you, uh, you went straight down to Alabama. I mean, so well, I mean that would that would be your separator because I think there's seven solid ones that everybody's like, oh yeah, they got. I, I got a question. Is yeah, we ain't really. We just kind of skimmed over this this old Miss game, which I I think I think that's the game. Yeah, well, I said this again. And, well, and also too coming off of LSU. What is the health situation like? You you guys know that. I mean, you get banged up in these SEC games. Right. Is everybody available? All this kind of stuff. So you're you're absolutely right. It's not easy. Uh, there's one team that's looking forward to this uh, this schedule change in 2024 a lot, and it is the Auburn Tigers because year in and year out they are they have a rough schedule when it comes to playing everybody in the West plus Georgia every year. Uh, that is that's tough. So Amen. we'll see. Uh, we'll we'll see how they do going forward after this year. But uh, now let's move on, guys, to Kentucky's schedule. Okay, we we our, our second team in the East, we did Florida last week. I feel like you guys are already uh, – y'all need to just clear the mechanism, as they say, on uh, for the love of the game right here and not come in with your preconceived biases against the Kentucky Wildcats, okay? Uh, but Kentucky opens up with – as cupcakey of a roster as, or as a schedule as you can get. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's five dubs right now. Yeah. yeah, and I'm counting Florida in that because yeah. – <laughs> Five dubs right now. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, when it, so you're talking about, okay, let's say Auburn starts off 4-0 like we saw on the other schedule. I was just about okay. to say this, Blaine. Go ahead, though. And then Kentucky could be coming to Georgia yeah. five and the next week. Yeah. I mean that that is uh, that's big game after big game. We may see yeah. college game day in Athens that weekend. I'm with it, and I'm gonna be there. Um, <clears throat> I'm gonna be there, and I hope Noshan there with a pen and a, a, a pad for uh, Leary for the Heisman. Yeah, for Heisman man. Um, but nah, that I, that uh, um, that would be epic for sure, and it could very well happen. I think, especially this one, because. Um, like you said, super cakey over here. But uh, yeah, it but, it is it is it is rough. I mean, realistically, you're looking in those first five games. Vanderbilt's their toughest game at Vanderbilt. Yeah, we can't forget that Vanderbilt did beat Kentucky last year. Okay, <laughs> we, we can't not forget that. So they got a little they got a little motivation uh, on that one. So we'll we'll see see how that goes. But uh oh, no, it's not. What now? I said, I said, oh, no, I, said, no, I, said, I feel like I'm celebrating. I'm gonna spark up a cigar. Don't mind me. You gonna, you gonna, <laughs> what you gonna celebrate? This dub that uh, Kentucky gonna put on Missouri? Yo, see, now you being real disrespectful. You ain't had to go that far now. Cause I skipped yeah. over ours, bro. That, yeah, right. I'm not talking about it. I ain't talking about it. I ain't talking about it. Alex Page says the truth is gonna be coming in between the hedges. The, the truth will be coming in between the hedges. I'm not talking but the about problem it. is. The problem is, the problem is, is the truth is going to run up against the defensive truth over there with uh, with Georgia. So. Yeah, very much so. I'm not, I'm not talking about it, man. Y'all know well, that's fun about. though. It's think about me. Next week, no shot. I'll talk about. Well, let's talk about. It. Let me see. One, two, three, four, five. Like you said, five so and up. They go into that Georgia game. That's a loss. Five and one. Yeah, that's the extra dead. All right. Uh, hold on. I got. Now I gotta look up Missouri. Hold on, I I would tell you. Listen, I would tell you if Missouri had them at home this year, yeah, I would be inclined maybe to lean towards Missouri. But I think being at Kentucky is yeah, they come to the bluegrass. That's gonna be tough, man. Um, But I mean, that's a great first half of the season if they can come out of that six and one, you know, um, which they probably will. That's a great first half, man. That's a great first half. Get your bullets back, reloaded, you know what I mean? Because you got that bye week right there. And then, you know, you get Tennessee you go, at home. Right. I mean, that's that's right. this is a favorable schedule. I can't lie. And this you is, get Alabama at home. This, this schedule could not this, set up better. Eight. Yeah. This I mean, if he I, don't win the Heisman, I don't, he ain't gonna win no other years. <laughs> eight, nine, Nobody. 
I want uh, Alex and Tim and Andy, I want y'all to all go back. Chris, everybody go back through the archives and tell me where I've ever said the word Heisman and Leary together. I hey, never I have. I feel like I've heard it. The truth. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've heard it. That was, before, that was before he got his books his books right. And not only that, you, you might not, you know, try to mention it on air, but you sure as hell did it off air. So we gotta watch you. You off air talking? Yeah, it. Uh, we'll we'll see. We'll see. Uh, see what happens with with, uh, with them in that that first half of the season. Um, but no shine. Any any update on uh, on Mo? We we get getting close. Oh yeah, let me hit him up. Yeah, see what see Man, what's you know going on there. there. You know what I'm saying? So let me see here. See what's going on there now, TK. This last part of the they kind of get a. We we all feel like Mississippi State's going to be down a little bit between between that Tennessee and Alabama game, but it's crazy that they get all their really big games except the Georgia game at home this year. Florida at home, Impressive. Missouri at home, Tennessee at home, Alabama at home. Uh, Mark Stoops is living right up there, TK. Yeah, he's doing his thing uh, for sure. Definitely living right. Got the defense playing right, which is why I think um having having this home game against against Tennessee will be huge um for sure no miscues with how fast they play things like that and then man i really like this is this is this is this schedule set up for like a i'll give them eight and a half win season bro let me you see know? there hold on now I'm just hold on. What's the over under yeah, i really and i really want to go nine but yeah, it, it, I've been telling you that. I've been telling you guys this. This is the best best offense that Mark Stoops has ever had. Why you bring up? Why you bring up old shit? It, but it, I'm just saying. It, <laughs> it, it, now we're talking about the schedule. So, nah, bro. So it, we'll it, see. It's, a, it's an eight and a half for, for me. Let me see. Yeah, check that. Over and under eight and a half. What we're gonna do now, guys? We're waiting on uh, Muhammad uh, to join us here. So we've talked a little bit about this schedule. Yeah. We're going to open it up uh, for a little bit of a, a mailbag section here Ooh. in the in – the, uh, you ask us anything. I like, I like so here you. we go. It's mailbag time. All right, so mailbag time in the in the comments. Go ahead and put any question you want for TK and No Sean, and we're going to try to answer them rapid fire for you here. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you guys since we have uh, a minute, you know, and we haven't addressed this yet. Oh, never mind. We don't have time for the mailbag anymore because we just got our man. He's going to be joining us here in just a second. It, yeah, it, it looks like it's popping up. It looks like it's popping up, but he hadn't come on the screen yet. Hey, you hey, guys, hey, while we're while we're waiting on him to to oh, here we go, Muhammad Massaqua with us, Muhammad. Uh, we are live, yeah, man. We appreciate you. What's up, man? What's, What's up? What's What's up? Do, bro? That boy got a clean shave going. You see him? That boy. That boy looking smooth. He do look hey. good, man. What's uh? What's what's that jersey you got on right there, Mo? You know, Manchester City. You know what I'm saying? Got to represent for him. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I gotta represent for you. Gotta <laughs> you know. What, what are you doing with your hair? First of all, let's let's not get on me right away, okay? You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm F's with you. I let it out today. You know what I'm saying? Let the curls go, you know, show my Hispanic side, you know what I'm saying? A little something. Uh, That's that Okay. TK, what you doing with your hair? Man, you already know. He need to share. Yo, shut up. One of y'all boys need to share. You gonna do, do a, a bulldog to bulldog uh, hair put transplant over there? We're gonna we're gonna do, see what's going on. Yeah. Do something. Hey, I love man. Appreciate you joining us, man. Yeah. What do you want, man? You got you got me up all past my bedtime. <laughs> He, goes, he says, "What you want? Go ahead, go ahead, TK or No Sean, whoever wants to lead it off. Hit, hit my man uh, Muhammad up with what you got." Uh, shoot, grab it. Uh, man, I had a bunch of questions, bro. Uh, but shoot, first, first of all, like No Sean said, thanks for coming on. I wanted to give you opportunity 
to let everybody know what you had going on right off the bat. We were talking about that a little bit pre-show. Um, but I, I just wanted to talk, let you give a little bit, talk a little bit about what you had going on from a business perspective, post-playing and things like that. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess I'm technically an organizational psychologist right now. Um, mm-hmm. and so I'm going into organizations, working with leadership teams, trying to understand how do they align their people strategy to their business strategy. Uh, a lot of that, obviously, you know, we, we've been on teams our whole life. We've been in high performance environments, uh, been aligned as a unit. Uh, that doesn't happen as as you would expect in a lot of organizations. And so a lot of my work is helping them sort out those problems and figuring out how these different departments function with each other at the leadership level so that it bleeds down to the organization. Um, and so athletes do sometimes go to class. Um, you know, yeah. I don't know. I don't know about no Sean. I, I think TK yeah. was in class. The was receivers in went to was, class. Yeah, we was in there. You know, what I'm saying we the went to receivers. class. I don't know what the running backs are doing. <laughs> no, nah, but that's dope. How, how how does how does that come about, Mo? How does how does how do you find your way into into something like that? Obviously, you you're passionate about it. You you went to school for psychology and to to go to. It's not common for a lot of folks to you know, be in their field that they went to school for. So to be doing what you went to school for is kind of dope. So how did how did that even come about? Yeah, so I studied psychology in undergrad. Um, you know, we had a good run while we were there. So we were on a high-performing team. Uh, I went to Cleveland, and we weren't necessarily a high-performing team. <laughs> but so we you were a- your own psychologist during that time. <laughs> <laughs> but it had to be. I needed a psychologist during that time. Um but we uh, we had a lot of talent. We were just super dysfunctional. And so that was something that always was just confusing to me. And so when I retired, I uh, went into finance for a little bit. And the same question kept coming up is like, how are people functioning in organizations? So went back, got a master's in industrial organizational psychology, just to kind of understand the technical side of what is taking place. How do you actually measure what's happening in an organization and then the art of it is how you design and create influence at the leadership level and structure so that it bleeds through where it needs to bleed through in the organization. Do you, do you, I was going to follow up on that. Do you think Mohammed, that, that with the organization, I know you work with a lot of businesses and stuff, but do you see yourself ever saying, okay, I've been, I've got that itch. I've been away from the game too long. I'm going to tailor my talents to go work with a specifically a sports organization, try to help them, Help them win games and get UGA. Mind. I, UGA don't need me. Kirby <laughs> <laughs> Kirby Kirk, got it figured out. Um, now nah, you, you know, as passionate I am as a uh, from an athlete standpoint, I enjoy just being a fan now, and and so in trans. Oh, I forgot. Oh, forgot to pay the internet bill. Uh, yeah, hey, now I'm gonna get on them now for that. Y'all, oh, boy, cut out. Where y'all? Hey. There you are. There you are. No shot messing up the Wi-Fi with this. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, well, we lost you there for a second. You said you enjoy being a fan. Nah, I prefer to be a fan at this at this point um, of just watching. You know, uh, w- without any really emotional attachment to it. I've been around sports in that capacity for 20 years, and, and so now doing other things. I think a lot of athletes just kind of like to spread their wings in other places. No, Sean, I know you got a question to bring him back to his playing days here. So uh, go ahead and hit it with yeah, that. Nah, let's see if you remember, you remember your game winning catch versus Georgia Tech? You're the game winner, baby. Was that a game you weren't blocking? Was that it? Oh, <laughs> see, this is why, see, this, we're going to be going back and forth like this. Everyone that's listening and watching, you know what I'm saying? This is how we do it. Yeah, I probably wasn't. I would oh. first of all talk on that one, speak on the on the game and the catch with, with, with Munson calling it. And then secondly, talk about how I put you in those bushes on that halfback pass too. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> put you all up in the hedges. All up in the hedges with that halfback pass. It was on target too. Over the shoulder. <laughs> I, I I don't know anything about what you talk about right now, uh, <laughs> bro. Now, well, man, there's so yeah. many so many memories, man. Um, you know, obviously that was 2006, um, and and obviously anytime you get a chance to beat Tech, it's enjoyable. But now, even being, you know, almost 20 years removed from that particular play, just the excitement of well, not 20, maybe like damn 15. you old. It's not quite 20 yet. It's getting there. Yeah, no, no, it's between 15 and 20. Um, 
you, you know, just being able to share those moments with people that now you can still have a relationship with, laugh and joke and not even skip a beat. You know, this is how we used to joke around when, when we were really 18, 19, 20. Um, so <laughs> that theme would be be here for a long time. Bro, the, the craziest thing is neither one of y'all can throw, bro, because obviously you overthrew Mo. And bro, every time we ran the receiver pass, bro, why you Mo would launch the ball, bro. Like, <laughs> He would just you, you want to know, <laughs> you want to know, bro. But do you do you want to know a fun fact though? Let's hear it. You want to know if I'm, I got the highest completion percentage in the NFL. I'm one for one, a hundred percent, and a this touchdown. Right that dude, and a tutty, and a I'm just saying, I should have switched positions. We had this guy Matthew Stafford. I think I could have challenged him. <laughs> he was out. He was out there spinning that thing. I put that thing on the numbers. Chill out. I wanted to ask you, Mom. I was going back and watching some of your, some of your highlights and stuff from Georgia Day, and I would see, you know, even against like Tennessee in two thousand eight, that Georgia Tech catch in 06 that you're talking about. It seemed like you and Stafford, and even the the blackout game catch against Auburn. Mm-hmm. It seemed like late in routes, sometimes you would find windows or break away from guys. So y'all were y'all were pretty in sync like that kind of stuff. Just talk to about the connection with. Hey, he would he would kind of maybe do his head a little bit this way and you'd go find the area and then he'd find you. So uh, talk about what that was like, you know, playing with him and, and that connection you guys had. No, I think I was just a benefactor of, you know, world-class talent, honestly. I mean, whenever you get a guy like that, that can, you know, really stretch all hundred yards of the field, 53 wide, um, you're almost always open. And, and so obviously he did a lot for a lot of our careers um, and it's just exciting to see what he's doing on the West coast right now. Phenomenal human being, phenomenal arm talent. Um, he, he's another guy that just tons of great memories. And so being out there, you know, you, you're literally always open. And, and so just staying alive, watching wherever seven's going to put the ball uh, and expecting it to come, come on the money. Hey, I just saw someone talk about slants. Remember when Mo got, Hey Mo, we got to talk about that hit now. Yeah, gotta talk about that hit, boy. That, 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 that was, that was my legal. question. That, yeah, listen, Mo. I, bro, <laughs> he said, listen, 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 bro. Listen. So listen, listen. I'm um <laughs> our bye week. <laughs> so um our our bye week was the week after that 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 hit, and I'm walking through the airport, and my boy Hakeem, like he'd been checking on me the whole week or whatever, coming out uh, out of the concussion. And he was like, man, you seen the Sports Illustrated cover? And no. I'm like, nah. and, as, and as I'm walking oh. through the airport, I take a look to my left and I see on a newsstand me just getting like no. torn out the frame. And I'm like, damn, they got me like out that. here bad. Bro, it's messed up. Yeah. yeah. I, I think about that defense, though. That, that yeah. defense was just insane. Ryan Clark back there, Troy. P back, yeah, like, back every, there, right? everybody back Did there. Did not have like, Porter as well? They had, they had everybody. They, they <laughs> been attacked. Listen, Brett Kiesel, bro, they was out there hitting. Listen, you, you're playing in this division where you're seeing the Ravens and the Steelers, mm. and they got mm. – Now, why would you – Yeah, you yeah, why would that. you – why would you? That's what we're talking about, fellas. Why would you? Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, that 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 changed the trajectory of my career for sure, for sure. No, like right. my body just could not take you know hits like that no more. Um, Have you seen what James Harrison is doing right now at the age that he is at? He's still working out like a madman. It just shows unbelievable what these NFL. Guys that, that you you guys faced week in and week out, and to have the career uh, that that you did at the NFL, second round pick coming out, all that kind of stuff. I mean, it just shows what elite athletes you guys are. Uh, you three that I I just get to sit here, you know, guys just played a little plate and coach a little high school ball. I'm just it's just fun to to talk to you guys about it. I mean, that's an elite level that you guys get to play against. Uh, you know, Muhammad, week in and week out. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean you're you're sixteen ninety six. You know you're 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 one of them that they get a chance to do what only a few people in the world can do. Uh, and I think I got a much more of an appreciation of it now, being removed and seeing the modern day athletes of how fast they are and how they move. Like when you're in it, you don't really recognize it. That it's it's the norm. Um, but but you go back and you're like, good lord, like these. Stay out there moving, go. boy. Get <laughs> out that thing. Why don't I have a Oak jersey either? I ain't got one you know either. You owe us a jersey. Tyler, Tyler. 
You ain't asked. You ain't asked. He said you ain't asked. They want the they want that soccer jersey right there. You just sign that one for them and uh, and and break. Thank you. They'll take that one. So I I will take that, bro, and a hat. (laughs) So TK still owe me a hat. He 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 gave me a hat, but he has my golfing hat from. But like 2008, I still haven't seen this hat yet. So when I see him, it's on site. So yeah. <laughs> he says, "So when I see him, it's on site." I wanted to. I wanted to ask you, uh, Mo, what what's it like for you now? You said you said earlier, "Hey, Kirby, don't need my help. He's got it rolling." What's it like for you now? I looked back on Twitter. I saw I saw you post something on January 9th that No Sean will be a big fan of. He said, "The mailman delivers on Mondays." Was your tweet when Georgia won the national championship? Uh, the, this year, uh, and you know, what's it like for you watching Georgia? Like you said, as a fan, a guy who played in the program, and now to see him win back to back national championships. Just talk about that. I mean, it's 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 wild. Like I feel like a like a big brother, like a like an uncle. Um, you know, I came in in two thousand five, left in '08, and so it's a lot has has changed. Of the program has evolved, and just really being a fan of it. I live in Atlanta. Um, you know, it's obviously a Georgia town. But there's a lot of other schools, so to be able to have bragging rights and get the monkey off our back of of finally winning one and winning two and hopefully winning three, which hasn't been done, it's exciting. It's exciting. Uh, I'm a fan of what the program's built. As someone that's gone through it, it makes you proud that your school is continuing to trend upward, uh, both athletically, academically, so that um, uh, it, it holds weight when you leave. Uh, so I, the mailman definitely delivered on Mondays. <laughs> They win another one, Mo. They win another one. What's up? I mean, I mean, I think so. I, I I think you you have a seasoned group that is that is motivated. We haven't had some of the the challenges that other people have had as far as being distracted with NIL. Um, the model is working both in terms of team success and individual success. We got the titles. Uh, individuals are going to the draft. This new crop. Uh, kind of has a formula to follow that if if they do, I think things turn out really well for him. I'm a huge fan of Carson Beck. Every time that he's got a chance to play, he's played well. Um, usually you see guys of his caliber transfer out when things get difficult. He stayed. He's put the work in. Um, I think he's going to have an explosive year. Uh, having Bobo back, I'm excited. Uh, he's the reason – our guy who who got up to to uh, got me out of North Carolina to come uh, down to Georgia. That was out there cheating. Um, that was out there cheating up there, Joe. Bobo. Bobo. Oh yeah, they were Joe and all them. Bobo. Relax, 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 relax. They got they got each other. I, real quick before we let you go, we've, you've been more than gracious with your time. We're gonna we're gonna ask. We always try to ask a couple of rapid fire questions. Who just off the top of your head, who was your funniest teammate at Georgia? Probably enough, John. Like that fool. <laughs> <laughs> Maddest you ever saw Coach Rick get? Oh my goodness. <clears throat> Y'all remember that one day, uh, you know, Coach Rick, he, he don't cuss, but there was one day where he was like super tight and he said something like, I don't give a crap or damn. And it was. Like, oh, yeah. I don't give a crap or like, damn. A crap or damn. Like, what? I'm like, what is that, Coach? And like, it was supposed to land and he was supposed to be serious, but everybody was just giggling and, you know, laughing about it. So that that's probably when it was. And then y'all remember that day he came out with the beanie and he had like the big oversized pants and he <laughs> He was like trying to be super cool, and everybody was like, "Coach, what you doing? You got to relax." He said, "Coach, what you doing? Coach, what you doing?" Yeah, I thought you, yeah, grab him like this. Yeah, shout out, shout out, CMR though. I thought you were gonna say the the James Franklin, uh, James Franklin deal. I don't know if that was when you were there or 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 not. Uh, him and James Franklin got into it uh, at Vanderbilt on the field. TK was talking about that uh, other day. I don't know if that was I don't know if that was past uh, past nah, time or not. Yeah, Mo Mo was gone. Mo was in the league. Okay. No. Uh, now the, the other yeah. the other thing I wanted to ask you is favorite place to eat in Athens when you were uh when you were there, when you were when you were a player. Where where, where was the go to spot? Choo choo. Uh, I was about to say choo choo. <laughs> oh choo choo's choo choo. Choo is still in Athens? Man, it's gotta be. I hope so. Because I'm gonna yeah, be straight there next time I'm in town. Yeah, Absolutely. I don't know what they were putting in the food. 
TK, yeah. I know you're gonna <laughs> asking something before we wrap here. What you got, TK? Nah, bro. Any uh, I, I obviously thank you again for coming on. Appreciate you um for coming on. But any any foundation or anything like that, you got you want to shout out or anything that you have going on that you want to sh- shine some light on. It's your chance to do it, player. Uh, yeah. So I'm I'm on here because of TK. I told no shine. If it was just him, I wouldn't have showed up. <laughs> he did say that. But it's all good, though. So his foundation is the anti-Noshan Foundation. Oh, that's <laughs> funny, dog. Uh, but nah, um, uh, one of our own, Malcolm Mitchell, is doing really great work with Share the Magic. I'm on the board of that. Um, so it's promoting youth literacy, giving these young individuals hope uh, around the country, around the world. So if you want to sow good seed, definitely um, invest in Share the Magic. Uh, also on the board of Ian's Friends Foundation, uh, it supports kids with um, uh, um, uh, brain cancer. And so developing a lot of money, a lot of research to eradicate in kids' brain cancer is one of the uh, leading causes of uh, kid death. Um, and so if you're interested, uh, please support IFF. So Shedder Magic and IFF uh, would love for everyone in the dog nation to be a part of that uh, meaningful work that's going to a great cause. Uh, hopefully helping the next generation um, live meaningful lives. Uh, so appreciate that. Uh, Mo, no Sean always gives me jobs on productions to do. So I'm going to put him in charge of tweeting those out after the show. No Sean, that's you. You got to tweet, tweet out those foundations after the show. So uh, we follow, yeah, we'll all... follow up with him tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll follow, we'll follow up tomorrow. Hey, thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Mo, for coming on. We greatly appreciate it. And we'd love to have you back on during football season sometime. Just talk some Georgia football. Yeah, for sure, man. You you were good guys. No, you know I love you, TK. Uh, you already know how we are. Yes, um, sir. Man, y'all keep it up, man. Good seeing y'all. Appreciate right, you. You too. Love you, Mo. Yes, Absolutely. sir. Right. Thank you for coming on, man. We appreciate I'll it. I you. That boy over there smoking that cigar, boy. So, guys, that was Bahamian Massaqua, and we're gonna we we've we've been on here talking Dylan Roller. We've talked. Uh, SEC schedules. We had a Georgia grade on, so we will catch all of you guys next time. Thank you so much for joining us here on Georgia Players Section for Tavares King and Noshan Noshan Marino. I am Blaine Gilmer. We'll see you guys next Wednesday night. The best in this sport. Whether you like it or not, learn to love it because it's the best thing going today. Woo!